Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline covering the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Eric, we expecting uh, Giannis back tonight? Yeah, I think he'll be back tonight. And, uh, I mean, maybe he won't be. He is listed as probable. But I think when you look at what they're trying to do with him, uh, that Bulls game was one that I had circled Uh when we talked about it over the weekend and, you know, starting to think about how they're going to try to manage everything that he's trying to do. So uh, for me, that looked like it looked like a spot where they would rest him. I thought that Chicago game was one. And then, you know, you look at some of the back-to-backs they have coming up. I think they'll try to get him rest days either on the front end or the back end of some of these back-to-backs. Ultimately, I think he probably rests uh, probably five or six games uh, here before the end of the season. And, I know that's always concerning as you're trying to hold off people for a home court advantage, but uh, I just think Giannis's health and in dealing with that injury is is a little bit more serious than trying to get home court advantage. So I think the Bucks are going to do everything they can uh, to get him the rest that he needs, and and maybe even even sometimes getting him the rest that he doesn't need, or at least he doesn't think he needs because he always wants to play. So uh, talking through that, I think Mike Budenholzer is going to do everything he can to keep him healthy and, and you know, kind of save himself from himself in some ways. So let me ask you this. Is this an injury or is this normal aches and pains? Because if it's normal aches and pains, I have a little bit of concern that he's already having knee issues at the age of 24. Um, I mean, I think this is something that he's dealt with kind of the last two years. He's had this. Uh, I think you can probably call it chronic at this point, but it is a knee, I don't even, it's, it's tendinosis, so it's not tendinitis, but uh, it's something that they have needed to manage. He's a, this is the reason why he's sat out games in the past under Jason Kidd, and it's the reason why he'll continue to sit out games here with Mike Boonholzer. So uh, it is something that the train staff is aware of. It's something that Giannis is aware of, and, uh, you know, they're trying to get him through every season and trying to do everything that they can to manage it. And, you know, I think if if they weren't doing so well, maybe they don't rest him quite as much uh, because he does he has found a way to play through it. But I do think it is something that everyone was, was aware of going into the season and they've done what they can to, to manage it throughout. The uh, We were sitting here talking a little bit earlier. I mean, obviously, since coming out of the All-Star break, uh, Chris Middleton has been fantastic. I mean, talk about his play and the elevation his play since he maybe went into the All-Star break and got a little bit of confidence. Yeah, I think when you, when you look at what Chris has done, it's kind of been sort of what we've seen in the past. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more confidence. Obviously, it helps when... When Giannis is out, he's able to be a little bit more of the first option. And I thought in Chicago it took him and Malcolm Brogdon, you know, kind of a quarter to remember that, you know, it it is their team when Giannis is out, that, you know, someone has to step out and, you know, kind of take some of those shots. So I thought in Chicago you you saw Chris Middleton 12 points in the the second quarter where he just kind of decided that, okay, Giannis is out, I need to be a little bit more aggressive, take some more shots. And, you know, I think with Chris, it is always going to be, you know, how confident he's feeling and what the Bucks need on that day. And 
You know, he hits that big shot against the Celtics, and, you know, that's always something that he's good for. Uh, but it's just a matter of, you know, trying to figure out exactly how to pick and choose his spots. So we were talking earlier as well about Malcolm Brogdon, and the question was, is he worth about $20 bucks if you decide to bring him back? Is he? Wow, that is that is quite a bit. Um, $20 million might be a little bit on the high side, but, you know, with anything with this Bucks team, you have to kind of figure out exactly what you're going to do if you let any of these guys go. The reason that you can keep all these guys and, you know, you can go out and re-sign them is that you have their rights and because you have their rights that means you can go over the cap if you if you decide to let a guy like malcolm brogdon go you don't just automatically get that 20 minutes so say he signs for 20 million somewhere else that doesn't mean you just get 20 million to sign a different player you're still going to have to deal with the cap uh so that's that's going to be the tough part this season with the bucks is or this offseason for the bucks is you know trying to figure out okay we're probably going to have to pay a little bit more than we want for all of these guys. But if we don't pay that number, we're going to be over the cap anyway. So we're not going to be able to go out and sign a replacement. So we're going to have to get very creative to find a way to, you know, get, get that talent and find a way uh, to still be active and go out and do this. So that's going to be the tough part for the Bucks is there's going to be a number of guys that, they're going to have to sit there, whether it's Middleton, whether it's Brogdon, whether it's Bledsoe, whether it's Lopez, and they're going to have to watch and see what their worth is, what their value is, because it's not what the Bucks say their value is. It's not what I say their value is. It's what the market says their value is and what that dictates. So that's where it becomes tough for the Bucks. is they're going to have to watch all that happen, and then they're going to have to decide, is that too high, and can we get through this season without re-signing that guy? So – that that's going to be really something to watch. I don't think his value is quite twenty million. I think it probably stays closer to fifteen uh, because of his age. He's a little bit older because he, his foot has been red flag in the past. It was red flag in the draft. That was part of the reason why I dropped the second round. And you know, I think there is questions about if you sign him that type of money. That typically goes along with being you know the second or third option. He hasn't been that this year. He's just been the fifth option or the fourth option here in Milwaukee. So that's where it gets really tough is figuring out exactly how he projects in a bigger role uh, outside of Milwaukee, outside of the best team in the league. So uh, on this road trip, look, uh, Joe and I are sitting here talking about the possibility of going undefeated on the road trip. I mean, the likelihood of that, they there's not a team they should lose to, correct? Whew, that That's a tough one. This, this is, ironically enough, a spot where I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is a spot where they finally lose two in a row because you look at, this Sacramento team that they play tonight, uh, it's a team that is fighting for a playoff spot in the Western Conference. So they are, they need every single game. They play a, a tough brand of basketball to go on the road and play against because they play at such a fast pace that you have to figure out, you know, how to try to keep up and, you know, how to play with them in that style. And then two nights later, you're going to play the Lakers. They're fighting for a playoff spot as well. They have LeBron James. That's always a tough one. And then when you look at that, uh, Saturday game against Utah, to me, that's a spot where Giannis sits out. That's a spot where you try to get him a rest night, and, you know, maybe they're coming off a loss to the Lakers. That could be a spot where they lose two in a row. And, you know, when you look game by game, yes, the Bucks should beat all of those teams. Uh, I haven't mentioned Phoenix. They should kill Phoenix. But, you know, you look at those first three games, these are all games that they should win, but those are all good teams. Those are all teams that are in the middle of a Western Conference playoff race where every single win matters. So the Bucks are going to get the absolute best of all three of those teams. 
Uh, and then on Saturday night, you have that they're going to be a, at a rest disadvantage in Utah. And, you, you know, you're looking at a spot where these next three games are, are kind of dangerous to me. Uh, I talk with Eric Name of The Athletic. Uh, Miritich comes out of the All-Star break, begins to play with this Buck squad. How has he fit in, in your opinion? I think he's fit in pretty well. Yeah, it's funny. I, I don't. I try not to talk about players in this way, but, you know, it looks like he's the shiny new toy that they all want to play with. Like, everyone on that roster is just ecstatic to play with him, and every time he's on the floor, they're doing everything they can to get him a wide-open look from the three-point line. Like, that is what they're about. Uh, you know, the other night, Malcolm Brogdon bobbles a handoff to Chris Middleton. Middleton recovers it and tosses one no-look behind his back to Miritich for a three, and he hits it, and, you know, you're kind of just thinking through, like, okay, they, they know where he's going to be. He's going to be on those uh, wings and extended out beyond the three-point line, and they can just throw the ball there, and Miritich is going to get a three. And, you know, Eric Bledsoe had a possession where – you could see the entire possession. All he was trying to do was attract a defender so that he could get Miritich a three, and he did just that. And, you know, I think more and more you're seeing all these guys understand just what he can do. And I think it can be huge for this team because going into the trade deadline, we were talking about trying to find a guy that could win you a playoff game. And I don't mean that he's going to be the best player on the floor. I mean he could come off the bench and hit – four or five threes and totally swing the momentum of the game, totally swing the balance of the game. And Miritich is that guy. And it does really appear that they're going to do what they can to get him those looks. And he is, he's got that quick trigger. He's ready to go and he's ready to put them up. So uh, I think he's fit in just fine. And I think it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, how that develops and just how big of an impact he can have. The, uh, the, the, um, Addition of Miritich has been fantastic. George Hill is another veteran guy that is is we we had talked to George Hill a couple of weeks ago, and he's another guy that's kind of got that experience. Now he's down with an injury. Where does that stand right now? How long is he going to be out? Yeah, I I struggled to tell you how long he's going to be out because it's a groin injury, and groin injuries. You know, no matter what sport you're talking about, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, tennis, whatever it may be, if you're thinking about a groin injury, it's it's one of those more difficult ones to, to kind of watch and to monitor because you have to be really careful with it because if you come back too quickly, all of a sudden you're back in it and you're going to miss a couple more weeks. So the Bucks have to be really careful with this, and I think they're going to be extremely cautious. I know when we talked to Mike Boonholzer before the game on Monday, he had mentioned, you know, George is going to miss some games here, and then, you know, we'll have to see if we can get him back in a week or so. And, you know, I had followed up and said, okay, well, we know George's missed a couple games. This is a situation where he misses a couple games and then you reevaluate and then you give us a, a more clear timeline. And he was very quick to correct me and say, you know, it's not going to be just a couple games. Like, he's not just going to miss tonight's game against the Bulls and Wednesday's game against Sacramento. Like, it's going to be more games than that. So, you know, I, I think that puts us in at least a week where, you know, all of a sudden you look at, like, next Sunday between Utah and Phoenix, and I think you'll probably see him get reevaluated then. And I don't know if he'll be ready then. I, to me, it, that type of injury feels like, you know, at least two or three weeks and maybe a little bit more 
on the backside is you try to figure out exactly how healthy he's going to be. And that's part of the reason why they signed Isaiah Cannon, because he can fill in. He's on a 10-day, so he'll be able to fill in for this entire West Coast road trip. And then, you know, if you give him a second 10-day, then, you know, he could fill in a little bit more and maybe get you to the middle of March. And then that might be when you have to make a, a more permanent decision. But I could uh, it wouldn't shock me to see Cannon get two 10 days and kind of get them through this George Hill injury. Eric, always good, and we will chat again soon next week and talk more some ba- uh, Bucks basketball, okay? I look forward to it. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Eric, name of the athletic, covers the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.